wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashuk, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian, Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the F and Great from the Game Changer podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? It's a new day. Yes, it is. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very somber Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 217. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose, the king of kings. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across, across all social media outlets, Kings of the Rings podcast. Find us on social media at KOTR underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews. Listen to us each and every week on Wrestle Addict Radio, wherever you get all of your podcast needs. Um, and find Wrestle Addict Radio social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. So unfortunately, folks, uh, Will Tarashak, uh, the Macmillan's at the founder, will not be with us today because he had the um, he had the pleasure and the luxury of getting drafted to WCW Monday Nitro. So in lieu of that, it is just going to be me, the King, and the B, the HBIC, the Kate Murphy. Kate, how are you? Oh, um, I'm sad Will's gone. Um, I find it unfair that, like, the New Day, the Kings of the Rings podcast were broken up unfairly. But we will, we will survive. We will move forward. Um, you can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. And I got a very exciting email right before we started recording. Starting in December, I will be a crisis counselor for the Trevor Project. And I'm really excited. Yeah. Yes, I totally forgot to mention that you got drafted by the Trevor Project uh, this week as well. I, I got drafted by by nobody. I'm just I'm just here drafting people to our next venture uh, for WrestleMania Radio, which is a very very massive hint that I'm not going to talk about at all for the rest of the show. What we are going to talk about is the fallout from this year's version of the WWE draft, which included Raw and SmackDown and absolutely nobody from NXT. Very interesting stuff. So before we get down to the analysis of the actual draft, which we're going to spend a lot of time on, uh, let's break down who went where. And before we even do that, let's also break down how this went. So 
a bunch, there was like 80 some odd superstars who were available, and these superstars were split up into different pools, and you can only choose those pools when those pools were available. So there was one pool of superstars available on Friday during SmackDown, and the rest of the people on the pool were available uh, on Monday night uh, during Monday Night Raw. So because Raw is the bigger show, it gets three picks to, to, for every two that SmackDown gets. Kind of the same format they did last year. Um, and so here's how it broke down, which I found very interesting. And thanks to uh, CBS Sports for bringing down, breaking down this analysis. So this is really good. I'm going through it. They did a really good yeah. job with this. Yes. So on the Raw roster, there are 22 men, eight women, five men's tag teams or factions, and two women's tag teams. On SmackDown, there is 15 men, five women four men's tag teams, and one women's tag team. So let's break it down even further. But 22 men on the Raw on the Raw roster is the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, the United States Champion, uh, Bobby Lashley, R-True for 24-7 Champion, because apparently that still counts, AJ Styles, uh, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, bro, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Ricochet, a returning Elias, which, by the way, Bravo. Yo, that was so Bravo. good. Bravo. That got me. Very well done. Uh, Seamus, bar fight Seamus, Irish bar fight Seamus is, is coming to Raw. That photo was great. Uh, Angel Garza remains um, being able to creep on every woman on Raw. Humberto Carrillo, uh, Drew Gulak, Tucker, not Otis, but Tucker, uh, Dabo Kato. So congratulations from Dabo Kato for making it from the underground all the way onto Raw. Somehow Titus O'Neil was available to be drafted. Akira <laughs> <laughs> Tozawa, Riddick Moss from the underground, Arturo Ruiz from the underground, and I guess you could say Eric of the Viking Raiders, also from the underground as well, was drafted to Raw. On the women of, of Raw, you have the Raw Women's Champion Asuka, Charlotte Flair, who hasn't wrestled in months, uh, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Fiend Alexa Bliss, uh, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, and... The woman who keeps on getting put through the announce table for the fourth week in a row, Lana. And for women's tag teams, the two women's tag teams are Shayna and Nia, which don't really count because they're the tag champions. They can go anywhere. And then also, I'm going to start calling them this Team Flex Appeal, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, with the men's tag teams, you have the brand new Raw, raw uh, men's tag champions, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day, The Hurt Business, Miz and Morrison, Hey Hey Ho Ho, Johnny Drip Drip, uh, Retribution, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. I love Johnny and, Drip Drip. <laughs> yeah. And Lucha House Party, which is more so just its Grand Matalik and, um, oh, um, Lince Dorado. So that's Raw. So before we get to smackdown what do we think of raw kate um what do i think i'm confused about peyton royce staying on raw i think it should have gone the other way um i'm already annoyed about that um matt riddle i know only got moved because you hear about the beef with seth Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so oh, good. Oh, yeah. It's very juicy, so. <laughs> that whole Riddle family is all types of messed up. Yeah, like, and I've had enough, personally. I've said this before. I'll say it again. So, like, when Matt, 
so when Matt Riddle got drafted, I was, like, openly booing Matt Riddle in the Thunderdome yesterday. Um, of course you were. Jeff I, Jeff, I freaked the fuck out when he got drafted to Raw. Like... In a good way or a bad way? A great way. I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting him to move shows at all, and I was very pleased, but I'm afraid that they're going to put him with Seamus for, like, a month. When I really want Seamus to feud with Drew. I think that is going to happen. Like, that's the feud I want the most right now, is Drew versus Seamus. Not ne- maybe not necessarily for the title, but I think that's something they're going to push towards when Drew eventually drops. Like, do you think Drew's going to drop at Hell in a Cell? To Randy? Yeah. <sighs> no, essentially, because I feel like with this new roster on Raw, there's tons more people that Drew can fight against. I would even take Drew and Bobby in Champion versus Champion. Drew and The Fiend with Alexa Bliss as a foil is great. Drew and AJ Styles. Drew and Braun Strowman. Drew and Davo Drew and Dabo Kato. They're, no, they're not going to give Dabo Kato a, a fight. No, Drew but... and Keith Lee. <laughs> Drew and Elias would even work. But Randy winning that title also works as well. Yeah. I don't know. These are A lot of these pairs are so fresh, and I'm very excited about that. Because usually draft season doesn't feel really fresh. Like, every year, Miz moves. Every year, no matter what happens, he flip-flops every year. This this one made sense, because though, Ms. because Miz and Misses is coming out in a month, and yes, please, I love Miz and Misses. I can't wait. So good. It comes back, I'm... So good. When's it come back? November 12th. Oh my god, that's the same day as Total Bellas. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about Total Bellas. I'm so Bellas. excited. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what it is? It doesn't seem fresh. Like, when I was watching the draft, I, the draft did not seem, like, fresh or new to me. But then you, when you actually sit down and look at it, as we're looking at it right now... I agree. Then you say, like, okay, this is different, this is new, this is fresh. Because ten minutes ago, I was about, I was ready to come up here and say how the draft sucked ass. And how I was displeased. But now I'm looking through it, I'm like, hey, if they do it the right way and they mix and match properly, it's going to be really good. I will say this thing about the draft... The draft from the draft is great. The draft is fine. Like I've watched drafts before. I've watched the NFL draft religiously. It's a great time, you know. For it's a great nothing time to to watch stuff. But I, when you incorporate it within the show, then I think it becomes a problem because now you're like, oh, this person's moving here, but they still have a match on Raw tonight, even though they just got drafted to SmackDown. So we have to finish this, but they're still here. So like looking at like knowing what's knowing what's going to happen but then they're still doing stuff on the show but the, that they're not on anymore really confuses the mess out of me and it probably confuses the mess out of everybody else as well my most frustrating um draft moment has been the return of Lars sullivan because i could have sworn when he came back on smackdown they said he was going to raw unless i made that up but I could have sworn they said he was on Raw. Then he shows up on Raw on yesterday, and they drafted him to SmackDown. So I'm confused. I will say in, in my petty in my petty political opinion, Lars Sullivan is so on point with Fox. 
So on brand, yeah. I mean. Yes, so on brand with Fox. I'm not surprised he would go to... I'm not surprised. They saw one look at Lars Sullivan and they're like, that's our guy. That's our guy. Bra- <laughs> Braun may not have worked out, but Lars, so, <laughs> that's a Fox watcher right there. Oh, God. It's true, though. Um, yeah. But Jeff is going back to SmackDown on Friday to fight Lars Sullivan for no reason. Which yeah, is, it be, it, it which makes, is what threw makes me off. Shows like dead. when Jeff got drafted, because they, had, I saw on Twitter before the draft that he was gonna fight Lars, and I was just, the disrespect. Like how, do, how do you <laughs> let a legend like Jeff Hardy? Why do you like? How could you allow such filth to be in a ring with such a royalty like Jeff Hardy? Like how dare you? And then I'm like, oh cool, they know. drafted him away, but but the match is still whatever. Sorry. Yeah, I, I we'll love, see what I happens. I love Jeff. I, I know, I know you do. I, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, the the good thing the here that's why that's why it becomes so confusing when you have the draft on on your actual show. What I think would be better moving forward, make the draft its own special. I would make love to day. just watch a draft. Like if even if you just yeah. devoted one episode of Raw to just the draft with no wrestling, that would be dope. Or put it on the network. Make it like a Saturday special or some ish like that. Oh, I would love that. That would make it more special. Make it like a Saturday special, you know, have it be, have people do reaction videos or have all your reporters live somewhere and they do instant reaction shots and analysis. You can bring in your superstar panels of all these outside people. They can do analysis back and forth. You can have a timer. The timer would be great, too, because most drafts have a timer mm-hmm. because you only have a select amount of time to do your pick. Mm-hmm. So you, you add that intrigue as well. Uh, and it's just like it's and you can have the talent reacting okay from home drive. like yes it's it's ce- like it's that. like celebrate social distancing as well which is like this is, mm-hmm. would have been a perfect opportunity for them to go all out with the draft but instead they just did it like any other year when I was watching the draft before we get to the Smackdown breakdown of their roster even though we focus a lot on the men we can go back to the women on Raw too uh, when uh, it felt more like a superstar shakeup in a draft. I agree. And that's because nobody moved up. But like, when I look at it on paper now, I was like, oh, this was a draft. Because like, there's everybody, like, a lot of people flip-flopped. But still, part of the part of the draft is bringing in fresh talent. Which they didn't do. That's true. And we didn't do that. Like, you they can't... Well, I mean, they have returning apart talent. Apart from Arturo, Arturo Ruas and Dabo Cato. Like, if you consider the underground fresh talent, they didn't bring up anybody and from Riddick NXT. Moss. Oh, that's right. Where'd he go? They'd... Raw? Smackdown? Where'd he go? Riddick Moss went to Raw. Good for him. Great. Tino <laughs> Sabatelli still in the PC. Good for him. <laughs> Good. That's great. Um, but when is Tino Sabatelli going to get drafted, for example? Like, when are the NXT kids supposed to come up? I think Tino turned into a coach at this point. Probably, but I mean, like the I meant when I meant Tino Sabatelli, I meant the general collective of the performance center. Like, when is their time to come up, if not the draft? Like, you can't do the. Surprises. I don't know. It's a great point. Like, they, like, they should have open spots all the time. Like, surprises are co- cool. Like, I love it when somebody just shows up on Raw for no reason, but. I don't know. I liked seeing like a couple years ago, like seeing everybody come up from NXT. Like remember when Alexa Bliss got well, uh, when up? they did the original draft when Bliss got drafted and they had the they had all of them sitting in the PC. Yeah, do that again. That would be great. 
that one's great. It's I feel like it'd be a little bit different because NXT is technically like the third brand, but that's fine. Include like ideally, you know, you can do like oh, getting drafted from NXT to Raw or SmackDown is a big deal, but also. I would like for NXT in the future, if you are going to solidify this as a third brand, which you've been trying to do that for a year now, make NXT a part of a draft. That creates some real intrigue. Like and and let and let NXT be able to pick from the Raw and SmackDown roster as well. Everybody should be able to go everywhere. If we want to create open world, do open world. Yeah, but they're still considering it I, separate. Which is unfortunate, because they they you have an opportunity here to really elevate NXT, mm-hmm. um, and you know and go back and forth, especially during the pandemic. It's not like they're too far away from each other, mm-hmm. where you can actually play around with this. Yeah, and everybody can learn from everybody. It actually would work out quite well. It worked with Charlotte. Yeah. You know, like, this can actually really work and have length to it. But let's go back to some stuff on the Raw roster. Um, the Raw women's division... Interesting. ...is nice. Mm-hmm. ...is nice. <laughs> um, I think the SmackDown women's division is better on the top end, which is... Oh, for sure. You know. But the Raw Women's Vision has got great names. Asuka, Charlotte, and whenever they latch up, that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Naomi has a real big opportunity to shine here. Lacey Evans can really blow up if they play her cards right. Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, that was the best superstar shake-up moment of the draft. Oh my god, that was so great. That was the best superstar shake-up moment of the Mm -hmm. draft. Um, cause any other, any other year, that's a superstar shakeup moment. Yeah. But this year was the draft. Uh, Nikki Cross, she might get left in dust. Peyton Royce, I had the chance to push her. And the number one contender, Lana. No, okay. <laughs> I was hoping to come into this episode a completely different human. I didn't, I, I did too. I didn't think there was going to be a possibility where Lana was the number one contender. Like, What? And I got confused during, like, the matches, like, the good people were getting eliminated. I'm like, who the fuck is going to win? If I thought Lana was eliminated. Like, I totally just blew my mind. Like, so it was, per- it was perfectly booked. Yeah, I, I forgot. I f- assumed she- I just assumed she got eliminated. Um... Yeah. And, but she, I mean, she's been the ass of Raw for the last month now. Yeah. Especially since Miro moved over to AEW. And for her to get a title shot... Just shows you how much WWE is fucking with everybody. Or maybe they did it to shut her up. She doesn't quit. Perhaps. No, I think I think they're. I, I don't know. It could be a little bit of both, but I think it's more WWE is aware of what they're doing and they're doing it to kind of not. It's like a. It's misdirection. It's not going to be a real match either. <laughs> oh no! It's going to be, be squash. I think. I will be generous and say it'll last three minutes. And about a minute... Maybe until until Natty interferes. Well, yeah, I was going to say, at least a minute and a half of those three minutes will be shenanigans or Lana screaming. <laughs> like, it won't be three minutes of she wrestling, does... but from bell to bell will be three minutes. Yeah. Lana needs to lose this match and then fool around with Nikki Cross. And don't, don't 
take that the wrong way. But yeah, Nikki Cross can teach her a lot, I feel like. But yeah, Lana needs help. But did Miro actually tweet something like very interesting? I think it was yesterday, saying like. Oh, he said about something about underdogs, right? Yeah, I forgot who he was. Written, you remember saying who, whatever wrestler it was, started as a jobber too. Yeah. Like, hello. We know you're talking about your wife. It's a jobber. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a reality TV show. Miro's hysterical. I wanted it so bad. I don't think they wanted to do it. Cause they were Miro was really funny when they were because they were they did told they did told divas and it was so funny. Yeah, Miro's a trip. Oh my god, I love him. I probably didn't want to do it. No, probably did not want to do it at all. Uh, this men's tag team division, I guess, this faction division as well. Uh, you get you have the the remnants of the New Day, Kofi and Xavier Woods, the Raw tag champions, in the shittiest. Thing ever like this is this is something that I will shit on WWE for. I was all for being like, oh, any champion can get drafted, and they if they get drafted, the title goes with them. That's cool. Create chaos. And New Day got drafted to Raw, and then the Street Profits got drafted to SmackDown, and then they just exchanged the titles. I and was defeated shook. the purpose of that whole draft. I was very upset about like, what that. What was the point of that? <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, in in a crappy backstage segment. So dumb. Like, at least put some pomp and circumstance into your shitty choices. If you want to do it like that. What's going to happen with this... Here's what's going to happen with this. Miz and Morrison, New Day, Hurt Business, and maybe Lucha House Party. That's your tag team division. And whatever Retribution decides to do, how Retribution got drafted. <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah. Absolutely amazing. I expected them to not be picked at all. <laughs> But here they are. Considering it's a uh, it's a Stockholm syndrome pick of the of the draft. I guess. Yeah. So overall, the more I look at Raw, Raw is good. Let's move over to SmackDown. Yeah. So SmackDown, like we said, had fifteen men, five women, four men's tag teams, and one women's tag team. I'm like uh, I'm men... looking over the roster right now. I'm like salivating. It's great. <laughs> The, the SmackDown men's division includes the Universal Champion Roman Reigns, the Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn, the no longer the Monday Night Messiah, the savior of SmackDown, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, who again hasn't wrestled in months, uh, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Big E, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, Otis, Murphy, Kalisto, kicked out of Blue House Party, good riddance, uh, Lars Sullivan, King Corbin, and Chad Gable, because I will never call him Shorty G. Your women's division includes F- Bailey, who has been champion for legitimately over a year. For like a year uh, or two days Sasha... or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha Banks, the EST, Bianca Belair, a returning Carmella, Natalia, Billy Kate, Samina, and Zalina Vega. Uh, your men's tag team include the Street Profits, Cesaro and Shinsuke, Dolph Ziggler and Rude, who again always split pop, and then Ray and Dominic. Aaliyah was not drafted. I know you guys are thinking it, but apparently she was not drafted. And then your women's tag team is the Riot Squad. So let's break this down, Kate. And here's my thoughts on this. And I've been I've thought about this a lot, especially when the draft was happening. Mm-hmm. Although you can easily break down this argument. But if you get drafted to SmackDown, they have really high hopes for you. 
Because yes. I do believe SmackDown is the A show. It is on primetime TV. It's going to get the most eyes on it because it's Fox. And a lot of people get Fox more so than they get USA Network. Mm-hmm. So if you are staying on SmackDown or you got drafted to SmackDown, you're in good hands. One, it's less of a talent pool, so you have more opportunity to even be on TV because it's a two-hour show instead of three hours. Mm-hmm. And they trust you to be able to really step it up. Roman Reigns is the best champion in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. And on his back is they're going to recreate this SmackDown. SmackDown, like I'm looking at this, especially the women, even though there's like, if you count the Riot Squad, seven of them to, um, yeah, there's seven of them compared to the 12, if you include the women's tag teams on Raw. But that seven is a great seven compared to that twelve. Yeah. With the women, like, look your your top your top women in that SmackDown: Bailey, Sasha, Bianca, and Natty. That's your top four. Bianca, I think, is one of the best draft picks they had. The whole the whole draft that was one of the best draft picks was Bianca SmackDown. Bianca Belair's a steal, <sighs> an absolute steal. I can't wait for and Bianca. And that shows you Sasha. how high they are on her. I can't wait for the promos of Bianca Sasha. Oh my god. Yes. You know, and, and I think to prove my point, they put the Street Profits on SmackDown. That's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a bigger audience now. You know, uh, Ray and Dominic, they really did well. Seth Rollins. Like, the drafting of Seth to SmackDown, huge. You're going to get Seth versus Roman. I can't wait. The battle the battle of two epic heels. Like, these guys are at the height of their heel game right now. Seth and Roman. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go at it again. Fantastic. That story is going to be amazing. Mania? Oof. I'm thinking Rumble. You think? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Rumble. I had a weird, r- um, I had a weird Rumble thought the other day. What is your rumble When thought? is Becky Lynch due? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't know. I have to look into this more. You think Becky's going to pop out a baby and just be like, oh, got to go to the rumble? Yes. No. Becky no. Lynch at number 30. No, I, I do not think that's going to happen. That pop <laughs> would be insanity. <laughs> <laughs> what, the pop from her delivering a baby or the pop from which it comes out of 30? The pop from the pop. <laughs> the pop from the pop. There it pop. I miss oh, her. Oh, oh, oh. I miss her. Uh, I really miss her. Yeah. So it's... I don't know, it's interesting. I'm more invested in SmackDown because, like, I mean... Put this way, it looks like WWE tried to even it out, but I'm looking at this, and SmackDown is just a great talent pool right now. I agree. Like a very, very great talent pool, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that know what they're doing. There's a lot of people that know their character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that have a lot of room to shine. I'm interested to see what happens with Billy Kane, Selena Vega. I I'm hope very interested to see what I happens with pushed. Big E too. Billy Kay on SmackDown seems like a really, really big deal. Because I, for sure, before this draft, thought it was going to be Peyton Royce. I also thought it was going to be Peyton Royce, which is why I was surprised. But she's, she's fucking funny, this, though. Which is probably yeah, a lot to do Billy's, with it. Billy's really funny, and she can cut a better promo. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's what, like, Peyton can get it done in the ring a little bit better than Billy can, but Billy's a good character. Mm-hmm. And you can work on the in-ring stuff later. Yeah, that's true. It's very hard to create a character from scratch, and Peyton still needs a little bit more character work. Yeah. She'll get there. She'll get there. I mean, the Riot Squad will get there, too. The Riot Squad does need character work as well. Yeah, I like that they're back together, but I'm a little bored. They're just I just like them, because they're them. But I don't particularly care for their yeah. characters, like, if I had to think about it. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, there's nothing really special about them. You know what happened with the Riot Squad? It's what, well, Sarah's went and got pregnant, and she was also released as well. Uh, Liv Morgan was Lana's lesbian lover, which, by the way, that was one of Lana's best promos I've ever heard her do, mm-hmm. which just totally trashed her own character. She's like, I got two, I got two ex-husbands and, <laughs> and an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> like, especially with Liv. Liv was like the the happy, happy-go-lucky skipping girl with the blue tongue. Mm-hmm. Then she turned into Lana's lover for an episode. Then she was a dominatrix or a sub, maybe? Like <laughs> She went goth. And now she's back. She went goth, and then she became... She went alt. I back, like it. I mean, I like it. Ruby. Yeah, but, like, pick something. Like, she's... They're so, like, start and stop with her. I wonder if it's, like, a combination and, of creative or if it's, like, her, too, because, you know... How how old is she? She's like young, right? How old is she? She's very young. I think she's under. She might is she be under twenty five. I was saying, is she under twenty five? Because like she could be like going through like different phases, you know. Like she's young, she's flighty. Teenagers go through phases. <laughs> yeah. I I guess I don't know. I mean, she also was really young when she got drafted. When not drafted, when she got signed by WWE. Mm-hmm. And she has been able to last this long, which is a very, very good sign. So there is promise in her. I mean, hell, Aaliyah lasted, lasted as long as she did. She's still here. I'm shocked. You know, so there is some promise with her there, but you got to do something. And Ruby got injured at the wrong time. And then they, it was kind of just a restart, but she never got restarted because then the Riot Squad broke up. And then they had to rekindle the Riot Squad and, and all of this stuff. And then nothing. Ruby Riot is not one I I've been so frustrated with because like it's not her fault, but like I want I want the world for her. Like she's someone I lo- I've always loved. So, like since her she debuted in NXT. Oh, Heidi Lovelace, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, remember she was ve- she was very timid when she first was in NXT though. Although they she they gave her a good spot. She debuted uh, at a Takeover Orlando, I think. I think so. She got, like, the TakeOver Mania debut, which is a huge deal mm-hmm. for her um, and for anybody. Like, to your first, oh, hey, we got a new person. Here's the person in your match. Um, but remember when she first, when they first put them on SmackDown and she was just cutting these epic promos and doing these fantastic matches? Yeah. She was, like, a top of nothing. her game. Back then. Yeah, and then she separated. I think it was like a separated shoulder or something, and then it's just been real back and forth. Since she is, she's great on the mic. She has, she has a great presence. She has a lot of awesome sass with her too. Mm-hmm. And they don't play that. They don't play that part of her up more. They should. Like, 
I'm very happy because let's say that the let's say that Bianca doesn't pan out, which is a bold faced lie because Bianca's gonna pan out. I said let's just say because Bianca's gonna pan out, but still. Bro, Mercury's in retrograde right chemist- now. Don't put that in the air. <laughs> Her the chemistry that Bianca had with Ruby for those couple of weeks when they were situated together can elevate both of them. Mm-hmm. In like in, a, in case of an emergency. I like hope- so the right squad and Ruby and Liv are in a very good place. Yeah, I just hope they use them well. I do too. Alright, so let's let's look into some more stuff here. Um Let's talk about the people who were not drafted. So there were two people, according to our CBS Sports thing, that were undrafted, but and they were also in the pools, but they were not selected. One of them being Mickey James, which is a fucking tragis- That's travesty. That's disrespectful. I don't like Mickey James, and I've never liked Mickey James, but like she's a legend. How dare you? How do you never like Mickey James? Mickey she's James amazing. has annoyed me since she debuted. I I I remember high school. I hated her. I fucking I've always hated her. So when she came back, really? I, I've never liked her. So when she came back, I was the only person unhappy about it. I love me some Mickey James. She's not a bad... Uh, I, she's a good wrestler. I can't say she's a bad... I just don't like her. That's fine. And the other person who was not drafted at all was Andrade. In, which I find interesting. Like, that's Charlotte's man. Yeah, you'd think he would get some, like, easy clout. Like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm Mr. Flair. Like... <laughs> Riddick Moss got drafted before Andrade did. <laughs> Everybody got drafted before Andrade. Andrade's the Heath Slater of this draft. Does he have kids? No, no. Oh, no, he doesn't. He does sh- not have kids. Oh. But also, here's the, here's the other interesting thing as well. According to CBSSports.com, the people that were not even in the draft pools, but are still potentially active, you have Becky Lynch, Jimmy Uso, Ivar... Daddy DeVille, Edge, Jinder Mahal, Samoa Joe, Mojo Robbie, <laughs> the Forgotten Sons, I forget. Um, Bo Dallas, well, it's the big show. Uh, you can't see him, John Cena, Bill Goldberg somehow, Ronda Rousey, and of course, The Undertaker, who's retired CBS Sports. Come on. <laughs> so, what happens to those people that weren't even draft Like, do they become free agents? Like, is Samoa, well, Samoa just still on commentary. Um, but like, do they get picked up? Like, what's going on with that? Like, how are they not even in the draft? Well, like, I understand the Undertaker because he's retired and Ronda left, and Bill will probably come back at some point. <laughs> I think they're just going to be surprises later on down the road. You think people are going to be surprised by Jinder Mahal? <laughs> <laughs> like, I won't be surprised. I'll be so excited. No, I love Jinder Mahal. Jinder has to go to Raw to feud with Drew. I would watch that. It would be good. I'd watch Jinder versus Drew. Screw it. Two guys who were left for dead in wrestling. Two MB. Two guys who were left for dead in wrestling both became champions of WWE. Mm-hmm. Story writes itself. Yeah. Um, are we going to fantasy book and pick wherever we think these humans are going? I mean, we can't. All right, let's, let's start with the people who weren't drafted. 
between Andrade and Mickey James. I believe Mickey James is going to SmackDown. Actually, screw it. Both of them will go to SmackDown. Andrade and Mickey James. If Angel Garza is on Raw and you have Zelina on on SmackDown, Andrade makes sense to go to SmackDown. Mm-hmm, I agree. But they might. And Mickey goes. What do you? But they might keep Andrade on Raw because Charlotte's on Raw, even though I know they're in the same building and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. That's it why I'm not upset about the New Day too although much. Although, when, um, when Jimmy Uso comes back, I guess then him and Naomi will be separated. But that's the only couple that would be separated. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy it. I, I like I enjoyed it kept Jay on SmackDown, but they put let Naomi go because I had a really huge thing. I thought Roman was gonna go through the entire Samoan family. I thought then they were gonna all become the bloodline and then I thought Roman's gonna run through the new day, like Roman and the bloodline versus the new day. That was like my fantasy right there. And then that that didn't happen at no. all. Like what a sad turn of events. Yes, we'll talk about it. Screw it. Before we go to break, let's talk about the new day. Okay. okay. Let's talk about this moment. Biggie and Sheamus had a fantastic match on SmackDown. Absolutely fantastic. And then Biggie gets surprised by Kofi and Xavier. And I cried. Who dressed up as security guards. And they were good, they're happy. They get a tag match later on that night. And then it's right after the tag match, good old Stephanie walks out and and, and announces that they're going to separate the New Day. And you could see the giant disappointment on Big E's face. Um, so I was in the Thunderdome for that. And I cried mm-hmm. in the Thunderdome. Are you crying now? I'm getting a little overclumped. It just, he looked heartbroken. Like, they finally got back together just for them to be Mm -hmm. taken away. It's like a Nicholas Sparks book. How dare you, Vince? (laughs) He made the New Day a Nicholas Sparks novel. And here's the thing about the draft, especially from years past. They don't tell the talent what's going to happen. So more than likely... That was a real reaction. That's cruel. That's fucking awful. Absolutely not. I could I can understand that being a very, very real reaction if he did not know beforehand, which is a very high possibility. Tucker notices breakup reaction made me sad too. Tucker was Tucker took it very professionally yeah you can see you can see that otis was not a fan yeah like i think otis was very very upset i feel so bad for otis like why are they doing here's this thing, to us why here, are they here's, ripping here's, here's the way i see it <laughs> they're in the same house. That's why it doesn't hit it me doesn't so much because they're in the same building. But here, here's my thing with with the uh, with heavy machinery. Where are they going? What's their ceiling? They have hit the ceiling. You gotta break them up. They haven't they haven't um, done a tag team match in months. Otis became the money in the bank, and then the story became Otis and Mandy, and then Otis and Mandy were done with because they got traded. And it was Otis and the Miz. Now the Miz is gone. 
Tucker has been doing shit this whole time. Tucker's just gonna fall down the roster until he gets released. I hope not, because I think there's Tucker has a lot of good potential. He does, but they're not gonna use him. And I want to see what he does with this. Like Tucker's a great size. He's a he's a very well spoken performer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's amazing athleticism. Mm-hmm. So I I want to see what happens. So I'm not really that hurt over over heavy machinery because I thought like they were they were they're about to become dead in the water anyways. The new day I'm also still not that actually upset about. Yes, I was crying crocodile tears in the beginning of the show because look at this. Again, the New Day has accomplished any everything that a tag team slash faction can ever accomplish. They are the faction that has stayed together the longest out of any faction in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. They were three original members. They never changed that. And they stayed that way for over half a decade. That's amazing. That doesn't happen in wrestling. Look at all of they, that they accomplished. They have held every iteration of a tag title. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they had the... No, they didn't have a U.S. tag team. They got Kofi in the biggest push of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, they were... He was W champion. The New Day were tag champions. The New Day were the highest selling merch people for years. Mm-hmm. They came out with a book... Okay, the Book of Booty. They came out with cereal. They made pancakes a thing. A trumpet. Two, not trumpet, a trombone. Actually, two trombones. Two trombones <laughs> were, were a thing. Uh, merchandise, like I said again. Unicorn horns. Do you know how fast unicorn horns sold out? I took my, I took one of my great friends to WrestleMania 32. She had never seen the New Day. She bought a fucking unicorn horn before the show. Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay. They have gone above... They hosted WrestleMania, one of the best WrestleManias ever, WrestleMania 33. One of my favorite WrestleManias. Mm Mm-hmm. What more... They have climbed the mountain over and over again. They had the first WWE-branded podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What more do you want them to do? They have done everything and more. And throughout this entire time, they remained relevant. You can't say that about Lucha House Party. Can't say that about the Riot Squad. Can't say that about Retribution at this point. Uh, You can't say that about a bunch of, half of the other factions that just fall by the wayside. But New Day has gone through all those ebbs and flows and still remained on top. And at, at it, they got to a point where all else felt, well, put the titles on the New Day. That's a great compliment to have. It is. Happens happens to Randy Orton all the time. All else felt, well, we got Randy. That's true. Oh, <laughs> you know? Be happy. I mean, look, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the New Day. Which I believe you still can have the New Day, so I'm going to automatically contradict myself because the, the 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 logic is the new day you want the new day to remain a thing but you want biggie to get a push and they kind of were doing that for a while um but i think the the logic is now that xavier and kofi woods are back you cannot get the biggie push that he deserves because he's been doing a hell of a great job with them around and so you kind of want this separation visually because by the way, folks, there's still going to be the new day, and I totally 
think Biggie is going to come out still on in Manu Day theme. Because it didn't make an emphasis that they're separated, not broken up, that they're separated and they're having to spread well because they're not going to be the new day that we know. But they're still going to have the theme. Watch, I bet you they are. You just won't see Biggie because Biggie's on SmackDown. And Biggie's going to have a hell of a run. He is. He's going to do great. Because guess what? We're going to get Biggie versus Roman, and that's going to tear the house down. Mm-hmm. It's going to absolutely tear the house down. You're right. Biggie will be a made man. By that. So don't be sad for the New Day. Be happy for the New Day. Be happy at all of the accounts. They were one of the most successful factions slash tag teams in the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You're right. And you and you look about you look at where they were before the New Day. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They were treading water. They could have got fired. I've I've said I think I said the story on the show before. Do you ever hear a story about how Xavier Woods put his career on the line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for all of you guys who haven't listened, I'll tell you this: when the New Day first started, they were horrible. I'll tell you that they sucked. They did. They were they were bad. They were not good. Um, because it just wasn't panning out. And they talk about it on the podcast. And Xavier Woods did go to Vince McMahon because they were about to can him. And Xavier Woods went to bat. He was like, we can get us. I was like, I can get us over. I can get us over. I can get us over. He bet on himself. And he said, if I can't get us over within four weeks, then there's somebody on NXT that deserves my spot. And you can let me go. And Vince said, okay, four weeks. And they got over in four weeks. They probably got over in three, I think. So these guys worked their ass off. They deserved all all that and then some. And they're going to be fantastic. And all that they do. Biggie's going to do great. And Xavier Woods and Kofi are still going to be great. So don't be sad that the New Day's leaving. Be happy for what everything you witnessed with the New Day. The New Day is one of the greatest, best reasons that the wrestling became a really big deal again for me. Because guess what, folks? Representation matters. Preach. Yeah. So there's that. Is there anything else we missed from a draft before we go to commercial break, Kate? I don't think so. Unless something has changed while we've been recording, but no. Oh, there is this one thing. Oh. The New Day may be in trouble. (laughs) Because as soon, and this is one of the things that I am very excited for because it gives gives credibility to the Retribution storyline. Kofi got drafted to Raw, and within seconds... Mustafa Ali tweeted and said, hello, Kofi. Oh my God, I saw that. I marked out. Gimme. That's going to be unbelievable. There's there's a natural story there. That's what I wanted. I said that last week. <laughs> there is a natural story that's going to get a lot of people invested. So there's that. So hello, Kofi. Welcome to Raw. You got some people in masks coming for you. It's not the government. (laughs) Anywho, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we do come back, uh, we are going to talk about a little bit of NXT and Ember Moon coming back to a very, very uh, intense return. Uh, Jericho takes out a clown. (laughs) 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 No, I'm serious. Chris Jericho turned 30 in wrestling and, and annihilated a clown and cody and um cody and uh what the hell's um his name not oh, 
Luke Harper? Brody. Brody Lee? Yeah, I was going to say Luke, I was going to say Luke, but now Co- Cody and Brody put dog collars on themselves and chains and it's and they had a match. Cody and Brody. So yeah, all of that will, Cody and Brody. I, I never put that together. All that when we return. So we will be right back. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight, Vance Chapel from the Delight Show, and you're listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Hi, welcome to the Wrestle Addict Radio Shop. I am Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. Please pick up a mask on your way inside and go to teespring.com, search for Wrestle Addict Radio, and you will find t shirts, mugs, hoodies, and even face masks that represent all of us at Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast and common wrestling merch store. Buy our merch. Buy it. What's going on, family? It's Zach your host of the YLP Podcast, and make sure that you give a tip of the crown to King Ricky Rosé, the Queen Bee Kate Murphy, and Mr. Will Shuck because you are listening to the Kings of the Rings Podcast right here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode number 217. I don't think I actually... Told you what the title of this episode is. It's called A Freak Accident. I am no accident at all. I am King Ricky Rosé. Did you name the, the king episode after Lars Sullivan? Of, no, I named it Freak Accident, as in, like, a mistake. Like um, Lars Sullivan. It is a freak accident. Mix Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Willie D, obviously, is not here because he got drafted to WCW Monday Nitro, so I apologize uh, for you, Will. But enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy your time there. It, I heard it's I heard it's great with their dial-up connection and, and everything that they have over there. Great resources uh, and stuff. So let's move over to uh, Jericho's 30th uh, birthday celebration, which superseded AEW turning one and that whole celebration in and of itself. And it was an interesting time on AEW. You had the, uh, the dog collar match, which Cody has this thing. And I'm saying it's Cody because he's like the principal owner, minus mm-hmm. the money man Tony Khan of AW. Cody has this thing of like, and this is my one thing about one of my many things about AW. Cody's living out his child fantasy. Oh, yeah. Right now. And that's cool if you're playing a video game. <laughs> but you're running a company. I don't want to see your dream match. I don't want to see your, your dad's friends come back all the time i get it the dog collar match was made by those by those two legends and that's a great little nostalgic spot but move on you own the company stop living in the past maybe and start he's building trying your future. to prove that he's relatable and he's not a big businessman like that he's just like he's, you because he has dream matches too the difference no. between cody rhodes and us is he not to steal from Seth Rollins is the architect of his dreams, and he's able to put these things into fruition. Yeah, that's cool. But he's but like I don't, us. I'm tired of because he has dreams, Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets bad tattoos, Ricky, just like other people we know, Ricky. 
Listen, you just don't know what American traditional is. That's all uh, I'm saying. <laughs> agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fine to do these dream matches here and there, and that's good. But what about everybody else's dream, Cody? Hmm? What about that? That being said, dog collar match. Very fun match. Very good. I'm also tired of Cody bleeding. <laughs> like, seriously? Do you have to bleed every match? Like, I get it. You couldn't bleed in WWE. I get it. You bled, you bled by accident. That's cool. But, like, every match? Like, goodness, kid. I mean, I will never complain about color in a match, but, like, I completely get where you're coming from. <laughs> like, every every pivotal Cody Rhodes match, he's bleeding. He should have gone to, he should have gone to, like, Deathmatch instead. <laughs> should have gone to CZW. Yeah. You want to bleed that I have much? A, I have um, this photographer I'm friends with. He did a zine of Deathmatch Wrestling, and I'm, it's coming for me in the mail this week. I'm very excited. Nice, yeah. If you want to bleed so much, do that. I mean, granted, it's a good match. Oh, AW's awesome. been pretty good lately. You know. Uh, uh, very good, very creative stuff. The FTW match with that newcomer, also very fantastic. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. I forgot what his name was. It totally escapes me at the moment. For the FTW match? Uh, yeah. Will Hobbs. Yes. Huge man. Willie Hobbs, as JR kept saying. Yeah, huge man, very athletic, like crazy athletic for his size. And I hope they do I hope they do him justice in AEW. Cody can never stop bleeding. <laughs> but just I bet you like Cody bleeds so much he like blades when he's like writing up contracts and stuff like that. Like Cody, it's not a match. I don't need a pen. Cody's... Here's my forehead. Cody Cody, this is contract negotiations. <laughs> No, Blood Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cody. Cody, stop it. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's my feelings on Cody Rhodes. Um, but let's talk about <sighs> what was your what did you take away of Jericho's 30th celebration? Um, besides the clown. Besides the clown, um, because that was yeah. the highlight of everything. I for one hate clowns. They are my fear. They are my fear. Oh, so you'll, you will never go to the Clown Motel in Nevada, will you? What is that? We'll talk about it off air because I don't want to give you so much fear on this show. But it's spooky season. Okay, there's a Clown Motel in Nevada. It's in Nevada, so like not Vegas, so are it's in like Nevada. Are they like prostitute clowns? Because it's in Nevada? No, there's... No, they're not prostitute clowns. No, some guy rented, like, an old motel and filled it with clowns. Like, live human clowns? No, 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 no. Oh, like, decorative. fake doll clowns. Yeah, okay. doll clowns everywhere. Everywhere, in every room, wherever you go, uh, you'll see a clown. Oh, I don't like that. I do find in haunted houses, because, like, I know the whole time that there will be a clown room, so I just, like, prepare myself, and I just kind of disassociate, and I get through the room fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, no. You... Murder clown here think was of the Overlook... terrifying. Well, but think of, like, the Overlook Hotel. Uh-huh. And then just but... fill it with clowns. <laughs> no. Oh, God, like, I... Everywhere you go, it's a clown. I hate them. I've always hated them. So, like, Chris Jericho... 
beating the shit out of the clown. He goes, I hate clowns. I'm like, yes, daddy, yes. I <laughs> lived for it. Um, I was trying to figure out who the clown was. Whoever it was, Jericho does not like him because that looked like a shoot elbow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> MJF was... It's pre- like he told Jericho to wear a mask and he got really mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, MJF is perfection. Like... God, he's, he's a Long Island douche, but I like it. It's... Oh. I love them feuding. I love it. I love the picture he gave Jericho as a gift. Um, I also enjoyed the cast of characters they got to make congratulatory videos for Chris Jericho. We had everyone from band members from Kiss. We had Kevin Smith. Um, We had other wrestlers like Lance Storm showed up. It was... (laughs) <laughs> it was an experience. Fucking be serious for a moment. Yeah, I mean, it was over the top. It was Jericho. I mean, what do you expect? This is what was going to happen. It's not Festival of Friendship, but it's Jericho being Jericho. Not as good as Festival of Friendship, though. Nothing will be ever as good as Festival That's of Friendship, I, I don't think. One of my all-time favorite YouTube videos is the video of that, but they set, they put uh, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic as the background music, and it's like... <laughs> It's great. Check it out, everyone. Oh, my God. Speaking of checking things out, NXT in the Capitol Wrestling Center. Again, one of the greatest visuals that we have in wrestling at the moment. And a couple things happen. Uh, Zia Lee, my spicy Asian, the spicy girl, is apparently teaming up with Boa, who I didn't know was still signed. I didn't know Boa was signed either. There's a lot of people, like, there's a lot of people that showed up in wrestling this week or got drafted in wrestling. It's like, they're still signed? <laughs> Like we didn't, we didn't let these guys go. There's there's still space for them. And there are still more that but haven't just, even come back. From, like where's Kona Reeves, for example? Like there are listen, more. I thought, he, I thought you told him he's the finest. There will always be room for the finest, Kate. Are you sure? In the trash, oh, yes. maybe. <laughs> oh yes. There will always be room for the finest. I hate that, like, Cody Reese is actually one of the only wrestlers in WWE to interact with my social media posts. It's because he's the finest. No, but, like, I was, like, shit-talking Cody Reese. Like, I just, like, was, like, Cody fucking Reeves, like, angrily, and he liked it. And I'm like, I didn't even tag you. (laughs) (laughs) So he knows I'm alive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, but also on a, on NXT, I was about to say AEW, um, we had the return of Ember Moon, like an actual wrestling action, and holy crap, she looks like fantastic. She's no much rust. more aggressive than when she was. Yeah, I none whatsoever. Keep, I would love them to keep her and Rhea as a tag team for a while. They work well together. It was great. It was so good to watch. I want them to tag and then aggressively break up and aggressively feud a takeover. Please. The next feud that Rhea Ripley is going into is with Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. And that's going to be a barn burner. Because Raquel can go and she's a true powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley's Rhea Ripley. We know she can go. And we know she can go. And this is going to be just... 
it's going to be great for women's wrestling to see women of that stature physically mm-hmm. um, go at it one-on-one because I feel like they will put on a fantastic match. It'll bring it, it'll give a new viewpoint on, on the women's match and what it can be. They're slow burning it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amber Moon's got a little bit more of a wild look. It looks like it's more of a natural look for her. She's very, I don't want to say androgynistic. I love her hair. But it's the undercut, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I figured. Um, Undercuts are great. I don't want to say it's an. I don't. I don't want to say it's like androgynistic, but it's very. It's very Mad Maxish. Yeah, it's supposed to be like apop- apocalyptic. Very apocalyptic version of her, which is fine, and I think it plays to her well. She's mm-hmm. and with with Ember Moon, I don't know if you know that she seems just more comfortable now. Yeah, she always had a bit of tenseness to her. The first time around, especially mm-hmm. when she got called up to main roster. But, I don't know, something yeah. something happened when she was away that she's refreshed. Maybe it's just the time away she needed. Yeah. Like, I can't... I could barely imagine how difficult it must be to work for WWE, especially being a wrestling talent for WWE. Like, you probably need time to get away and to, like, just be yourself instead of being ember moon or whoever you're supposed to be all the time and she was wrestling she hadn't wrestled like 18 months or some shit like that yeah she was out a long time like that's a great amount of time like heal recover get your mind right and get everything back in check so you can combat the best version of yourself that you can be and she's done that hey everybody needs a break look what happened to sasha yeah and i like that Sasha need a break she got a break and she's fine like, I love that these superstars are starting to be more vocal about mental health and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does really do work like a charm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what else works like a charm? It's the last thing I'm going to talk about as we're about to wrap up on NXT. Um, and I wish I could find this to end the show. Killian Dane and Drake <laughs> Maverick's theme song. You didn't find it? I didn't find it yet. Oh. But it's so funny. It's so funny. If there was a crowd at NXT, they would be losing their minds for this. Can I say something controversial yet brave? Sure. Limitless crawled so that theme could run. (laughs) Neither can live while the other survives, Ricky. We had Limitless had to die so we could get that. (laughs) Or they just didn't resign CFO, damn it. Yeah, I'm going to get yelled at when this episode comes out for shit talking Limitless. I don't care. I love Limitless. I don't care. But come on. I I love it too, but that theme song is going to be the best theme song in wrestling. That video. On fucking Drake Maverick's Twitter, I watched it over and over again. It's so stupid. That's how I I haven't felt this way about a theme since the B team debuted. The B team debut oh, rocked my shit. You mean Battle Scars? <laughs> I loved it. I liked B team B team go go go. That's what I'm saying. The day that theme song <laughs> came out, it rocked my shit. <laughs> too funny too funny but yeah that theme is great i didn't think i wasn't in the drake and killian dane at all because i was like oh whatever hodgepodge tag team makes no sense killian dane's not 
entertaining to me these days. Um, but then Drake did that dumbass theme, and I'm like, I'm so interested again. <laughs> I'm so interested again. The attention span of a wrestling fan is interesting to me. It takes the stupidest shit yeah. for us to be interested. <laughs> it does. I it love really, that, really though. does. But it's it's one of those it's it's one of those ideas where like it's so stupid it's gonna work. Those are the best kind of ideas, in my opinion. <laughs> like this is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's gonna work like a gem. The mer- I can't wait for the stupid ass merch that's gonna come out. <laughs> the shirts are gonna be dumb. I can't wait for that song to debut on like iTunes. I also can't wait for Elias's new album. October twenty eighth. October twenty eighth. Twenty six. Oh, even sooner. It's twenty six. It's the Monday after. It's the Monday after Hell in the Cell. I also know that because that's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday! Woohoo! Um, it's also the day after a big Wrestlelytic Radio announcement as well. Beep it as it may. That'll oh. come at another time. Yes, yes, very big, very big stuff going on in the world of war. But we have to save that news for another time. Let's start the wrap of the show, Mix Merc. Let's do match of the week. And King of the Night. What do you got for me? Um, my match of the week was the dog collar match from AEW. Um, mm-hmm. And my King of the Night is Chris Jericho for murdering a clown. <laughs> but, however, I have a second King of the Night. Okay. Jeff Hardy's my other King of the Night because I'm meeting that, I swear to God, Kate. I'm very excited. <laughs> Oh, you are meeting Jeff Hardy. I'm that meeting is Jeff true. Hardy on to Friday. Hear all about it next week. Yup. And it's gonna. Be, this is a good week for me. This is a really good week for me. So Jeff Hardy. Anyway, you're new, newest member of the Trevor Project. Uh-huh. You're meeting Jeff Hardy. Uh huh. Three years sober tomorrow. You're a lot of shit. Three years sober. Your 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 CM Punk day, as I'll call it. Uh huh. Oh my god. I'm gonna call that my CM Punk day from now on. Yeah, your day of straight edge. Yeah, I um, I bought my C, uh my CM Punk straight edge shirt for my I think one month of sobriety. There you go. Yeah, I had to like it's scout. The of, it's the week of the Murph. It is the week of the Murph. Return of the Murph. Return. No, not return of the Murph. No, not return of the Murph. It's not Why work. Why not? It's it, not, it absolutely not work. works. Listen, Return of the Mac is what it is, and that's what it will stay forever. One of the greatest cookout songs of all fucking time. I love that song, though. Anywho. <laughs> My match of the week is Biggie versus Sheamus in that no DQ match. Fantastic. Fantastic match. Great feud ending match uh, for TV. My King of the Night is not New Day, surprisingly enough. Because I talked about the New Day ad nauseum for now. You know how I feel about the New Day. I feel the same way about the New Day, the way, the same, pretty much the same way I feel about Sasha. Okay? How you, do you know feel where about I Sasha? stand. It's the greatest of all time, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> said what I said. <laughs> said what I said. The Lakers and LeBron may have won the NBA Finals, but just remember oh that God, the GOATs did? are always Jordan and Sasha. Did they really? Yes. Oh my God, that's so cool. Whatever. <laughs> Remember, the goats are Jordan and Sasha. But Kobe Bryant Not taking died any questions. and the Lakers won. That's so nice. Jordan and Sasha Banks. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. I'm not, I'm not dismissing Jordan or Sasha Banks. I'm just also saying good for Kobe. <laughs> we can't. Jordan and Sasha okay. Banks. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. My king of the night actually goes to Ricochet. For that Eddie Guerrero spot? It goes... Oh my god, yes. It's one of the best spots I've ever seen. The cell job was fantastic. He fainted like he was in a high school play. And there was a fainting couch behind him. High school high school people faint better than that. <laughs> <sighs> it was so over-the-top ridiculous. It was a great homage to Eddie Guerrero. He did it. I immediately got it. Eddie would have been 53. On it was like Saturday, week. I think. Yeah, he would have been 53. You know how it's wild, man? Yeah. He would have been 53 now. Yeah. Um, so to have that spot so close to Eddie's, uh, Eddie's actual birthday was a really cool homage to see. It was something that you didn't see coming. It was a great, clever move to keep the feud with him and the Hurt Business going. Fantastic. Ricochet has been really doing a great job on his promos. Um, the, the, the running joke is that he's Urkel on the promos, but Stefan in the ring. <laughs> 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 oh. But slowly but surely, Stefan's been creeping in the promo world a little bit more. So hopefully one day he goes full Stefan. I love um, this and, so much. <laughs> and much less Urko, but we'll, we will see what happens uh, with that. So anything that we missed, Kate, before we wrap this up? I don't think so. Anything said, but hopefully uh, Will will make his way back from WCW next week and will return uh, for the show. But uh, hopefully by this time next week we'll be uh, we'll be back to a little bit of normalcy with the draft being done and and all of that. And then the next thing you know, guess what we're gonna have to do next week or almost next week? We're going to have to start booking Hell in the Cell and predicting that. Oh shit, that's right. Because it'll be here in about two weeks. So please, please get ready for that. Yeah, it is very wild. Uh, so until then, folks, let's get the show on the road and cue whatever music that I'm going to select this time. Ooh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? There it is, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 217, The Freak Accident. There is no accident that Willie T was not with us this week because, like I said, he got drafted to WCW Monday Nitro on purpose. I am your king of the Kings of the Rings, King Ricky Rose. Find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. Like, share, subscribe, listen to Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Listen to us each week on WrestleAddict Radio, wherever you get all of your podcasts, and follow WrestleAddict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us some five star reviews. Consider joining our five dollar Patreon and consider buying some of our merch. We've got some really comfy hoodies for this fall and spooky season. All of those links are in the description below. Kate Murphy, what do you got for me? Um. I'm I'm rocking my comfy hoodie right now. Seriously, it's really fucking comfy. Buy one. Um, I have to go visit my Animal Crossing island because I haven't seen Freckles all day. So I'm gonna go do that, and I'm gonna go tell her all my good news. Freckles on Animal Crossing. I haven't been on Animal Crossing all day because I've been busy. I've been like playing like with schoolwork all day, so I've just been having a really good productive day. So I had to neglect my little friend as a result of that. So, that happens. Yeah. 
You can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. And assuming I don't die on Friday at the meet and greet, <laughs> I will be back next week. For all intents and purposes, this might be a solo show next week, and honestly, I wouldn't be obliged to that whatsoever. Um, but we will find out next week what happens, who returns, who got drafted somewhere else, who, what free agent that I might sign in place of Will and or Kate. There's a lot up in the air, so until then, folks, goodbye, good night, and see you soon. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.